interesting that the former attorney general was an enabler of this president. In any case, we should point out that tweet that the president made was to a staff member's account as his has been frozen by Twitter. I'm Conan Miller, NBC4 News. All right, Conan, thank you. Well, many of the images we were able to get from the Capitol were because of the journalists caught right in the middle of all the chaos. Joining us now is Shamari Stone with our affiliate at WRC. And Shamari, you were in the crowd as they rushed up the steps of the Capitol. I want you to take us through that and tell us what the atmosphere is like right now. Well, right now it is relatively quiet compared to the chaos that you saw on NBC4 News yesterday. However, you do hear the sound right now, the rattling sound of a drill. And that drill, real quick, you guys, is being used to take these bolts and bring it together, tightening it so that this new seven-foot fence that you're seeing right now, the unscalable fence, would, they say, prevent people from scaling over and getting access to the U.S. Capitol, which is right over there. Now, the crews put up the seven-foot fence today. It is hard to scale it. Now, we saw the chaos on NBC4 News yesterday and social media as angry pro-Trump rioters breached the small fence. After the president finished speaking near the White House, peddling the conspiracy theories, I was standing near the uh, Capitol on the north side as the rioters stormed up the stairs on the east side of the Capitol. Metropolitan police say the rioters used chemical irritants against Capitol police, pushing their way inside, forcing Congress to stop counting electoral college votes, affirming Joe Biden as president-elect. Now, dozens have been arrested. Today, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser called it, quote, acts of terrorism and sedition. Four people died in and around the Capitol grounds. Mayor Bowser forcefully blames Trump at a news conference earlier today, calling him, quote, an unhinged president who incited violence by spreading baseless conspiracy theories. Back out here live, you can see two National Guard members right here, and they will be at the Capitol grounds by this weekend. 6,200 are expected to be here. D.C. police released photos of several people described as persons of interest and said they are offering a reward of up to $1,000 for information that may lead to an arrest and conviction in this case. Keep in mind as well, the FBI is helping out with this investigation, and they have already received more than 4,000 tips. Live here at the U.S. Capitol, I'm Shamari Stone, NBC news. Uh, Shamar, before we let you go, really quickly, you tweeted video of the law enforcement response during a BLM protest. This was back in June. There are big differences between what we saw at the Lincoln Memorial then and what we saw yesterday. So what are people saying about that? That's a very good question. Now, it's very interesting. You, you talk to people and they say that, some say that this is a form of what they describe as racism. And I say, why do you say that? Because they say that if there were thousands of African American or perhaps Muslim people who stormed the Capitol, got inside, stopped the lawmakers from counting the electoral college votes, they say that there would be a different response. I can tell you that over the last couple of days, we knew that the thousands of protesters would march from the ellipse near the White House to the Capitol. So there was no surprise, and this is factually speaking, that they, you know that they would not be prepared. Keep in mind, at the top of your show, you guys reported how the U.S. Capitol Police uh, Director, the Chief Stephen Sund, is uh, resigning effective on January 16th. And the response out here, people are trying to figure out how did this happen. That is the mood here in Washington.
Washington, D.C. All right, with Shamari Stone, live for us in D.C. this afternoon. We appreciate it. Thank you. Well, earlier this afternoon, I spoke with former New York Police Commissioner and L.A. Police Chief Bill Bratton about the riot. I asked him what was going through his mind as he watched the chaos of the Capitol unfold. Well, I was stunned by what I was watching in terms of as it was unfolding. It was up until yesterday, something like that would have been unthinkable, but it did happen. I was angry, uh, angry at the uh, uh, police response and handling of this event. It was phenomenal intelligence indicating that there was a likelihood that the Trump rally crowd would move on the Capitol. But the Capitol Police uh, um, did an awful job of using that intelligence to plan to have sufficient resources, either their own or in conjunction with the Metropolitan Police, to defend the Capitol. To see some of those images, too, that have surfaced on social media that appeared to show uh, some of the Capitol Police officers opening the barricades and letting the crowds come through. I mean, this must be looked at in much greater detail in the days ahead, I would imagine. Exactly. I've been advocating for a commission along the lines of the 9-11 Commission to thoroughly, uh, in an apolitical way, look at what happened, what led up to it, what happened during it, and then some of the after uh, effects, if you will. Uh, it requires that level of intense scrutiny. You know, changes are, are happening because the National Guard is going to stay there through the inauguration. But speaking of the inauguration, what is going to happen for that event? It, it just, it's hard to fathom that going forward in any fashion as we've seen it in years past. Well, the irony, uh, if there's any good news coming out of yesterday's event, if that event had not occurred yesterday, it possibly could have occurred on inauguration day because there's been some talk about President Trump looking to hold a competing rally on the day of the inauguration to take attention away from the inauguration. So you can imagine on the day of the inauguration of this event had occurred, would have been a lot more security certainly, but still the imagery to the rest of the world of chaos around the inauguration. Um, security forces will do everything they can to deter any type of repeat of what we saw yesterday by having huge amounts of resources, national, federal, state, and local, around that event. So uh, there's going to be a much tougher stance taken for the inauguration. You know, there was a lot of concern when people saw so many of the, the riotous mob exit without being arrested. What were your thoughts on that? A couple of things, having had uh, many years of experience in this issue, what you need to take into account is what type of resources, police resources, do you have on hand? Because each arrest takes a minimum of two officers and sometimes three or four to process that arrest, to escort them to a police wagon, to escort them to a holding area. So with the minimum number of personnel that were there until much later in the evening, moving forward to make arrests where they were still significantly outnumbered by the crowd, even as the crowd was starting to exit, may have in fact generated a much more aggressive response from the crowd back on the still understaffed police presence, Capitol Police, Metropolitan Police. And that takes us back to your very uh, original points of the, the poor planning that went into this when everyone knew this was going to be a huge crowd drawn to the Capitol. Commissioner Bratton, thank you so much for your time and your insight. We really appreciate it. Pleasure to be with you. And stay with NBC4 for continuing coverage on the situation in Washington, D.C. Coming up at 4.30,
We're talking with a professor about the 25th Amendment, and for updates anytime, be sure to download the NBCLA app. All right, just, uh, this just in the LAPD is looking for a man seen on video shooting and killing his former girlfriend. And we've got to warn you here, the video is disturbing, and the reason we're showing it is because the shooter is still out there. This happened uh, yesterday around 9.30 in the morning in Pacoima. Police say a 46-year-old Herbert Nixon Flores is the person seen chasing and shooting that 35-year-old woman several times. Her young child was in the car but was unarmed. If you see him, do not approach, but contact law enforcement right away. Ten years ago today, we were all reeling from the shooting of a congresswoman and the deaths of several other people. How Gabby Giffords marks the occasion today. And what we saw happening today in South LA to convince people to take the COVID vaccine. Of responses from world leaders, but they have been very different. What's happening today in Washington, D.C. is not American. This is American allies. They clearly said almost in unison that what happened was an attack on democracy that must never happen again, and that President Trump was responsible for inciting this mob. So far as uh, he, he encouraged people to uh, storm the, the Capitol, and insofar as the, uh, the president consistently has cast doubt on uh, the outcome of a free and fair election, I, I believe that that was completely wrong. Then there was the reaction from U.S. rivals, Russia, China, Iran, uh, and they were much different. They were more smug. Russia said that it showed that uh, the United States democracy is flawed, that it has a antiquated electoral system, that the media plays too much of a role. China said that uh, the United States is hypocritical because the United States supported an uprising in Hong Kong. Iran said that the United States under President Trump is dangerous and that President Trump still has the power to launch a nuclear war. Richard Engel, NBC News, London. Well, heck, health experts agree the COVID-19 vaccine is our best hope for ending this pandemic. But even for those ready to get the shot here today, there's still an element of fear and stress. NBC4's Gordon Zagamontu spoke with a mental health expert about how to manage all the stresses in your life. You might think that people in line to get their long-awaited COVID-19 vaccines might be slightly less stressed than the rest of us. So we visited this one in Pacoima. But when we asked where they put their anxiety level on a scale of 1 to 10... I like it. Uh, 9 or 10. I would say about the same. Not surprising, say some psychotherapists. John Silampara says lately his clients have been giving him an earful. Fear and anxiety thrives on, uh, on uncertainty. Case in point, yesterday's explosion of violence at the U.S. Capitol. Images like these, almost unavoidable if you own a TV or a cell phone, have ratcheted up the stress factor for many of us. Yeah, that was pretty ridiculous. I'm not going to lie. I'm just scared to see if it escalates. Silampara says it's helpful to look at the world in two different ways. Things you can control and things you can't. Obviously, civil unrest and the threat of catching a deadly disease fall in the can't control column. How you react to them, though, is totally within your reach. It also helps to know you're not alone. We've all been through a lot, and if we all keep our heads, we can get through this. Like, America's got this. Yesterday was hospital, but this morning I'm better. That's E.J. Obike, who told us he uses meditation to cope with 
breathing exercises. Focus on keeping yourself and your family safe and healthy. And remember, you can only control what's inside of your head. So give yourself a break. The externals this year have been proved especially here in Southern California. In Pacoima, Gordon Togolatsu, NBC4 News. Some good advice there, and this might help alleviate a little bit of your stress. There's a new comedy on NBC, and it's all about L.A. I was quarantined before it was cool. But I love this city. Like so many Angelinos, I chose L.A. as my home. <laughs> Mr. Mayor was created by Tina Fey and Robert Carlock. It stars Holly Hunter as an out-of-touch councilwoman and Ted Danson, of course, there as the mayor. We spoke with NBC4 Digital Entertainment reporter Heather Brooker about the inspiration behind the show, saying that it's based on a time when coronavirus is in the rearview mirror. It doesn't address it as a live subject, which I think is smart because, you know, one of these days we will be past COVID in Los Angeles. Danson said being able to laugh helps us all cope. Mr. Mayor premieres tonight at 8 right here on NBC4. And Michael and Melissa, this looks like it will be great. It really does. Yeah, yeah for sure. An out-of-touch councilwoman? That never happens, huh? <laughs> Everybody says that. Hey, <laughs> Thank you. 